Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number four of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I wrote about video games for a very, very long time. Now I write about another game. I write about Game of Thrones for the Geek Embassy, and I love it. I am joined by <laughs> fellow mom, Regina McManamy, um, who is the mom. Of, she's she's four now. She's yes? four, yes, officially. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, Regina is the, uh, the, the head geek at the, at the Geek <laughs> Um, and then we're also joined by our resident dad, Stephen Deusman, who is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. Hey, Stephen. Hi, hold on. I'm, I'm scheduling another appointment for PAX East because, oh. you know, the PAX East is crazy and I'm going in two weeks for yes. four whole oh, days right. and I might yeah. die because I'm going <laughs> literally by myself oh, wow. it's in two weeks. And um, I've worked. I just I did the rough draft of my calendar, and I uh-huh. don't have a lot of time. I might be able yeah. to go potty once or twice. <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe. like the one time when I tried to do packs by myself. Um, yeah. for Pixelkin, it was pretty yeah, nuts. You just have to set nice. your priorities. Like you're just yeah. not going to be able to do everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. So. As much as you want, but yeah. Pax East is my favorite packs, and I and I liked, and I've been to you know. Right. Prime. I've never been I've Actually, never been to that one. Yeah. I've never been like to that it. one. It's just slightly really better good. organized. Yeah. Taxis are uh-huh. pretty good. Most notably yeah. by I guess I'm playing the new Fireball Island. Ooh. The board game. You remember yes. Fireball Island? Yes. Yeah, I know. You said I that and I'm it. like, but okay. <laughs> you remember wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait, let's unpack that. You don't remember Fireball Island? I don't think so. You absolutely do. A commercial with the big like like plastic like air sealed mountain island game board and like the marbles rolled down it and mm, you remember that? maybe no not really <laughs> everyone, everyone listening uh pause the podcast unless you're driving please don't do that <laughs> YouTube and look up fireball island um commercial and you will see it it is amazing um, and it is being remade by Restoration Games. Uh, the Kickstarter starts April 3rd, but I get to play it at PAX, and I am so stoked because it looks cool. amazing. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a busy uh, busy weekend. I am having <laughs> a busy few weeks, self-inflicted busy few weeks that really doesn't have anything to do with games. Um, <laughs> my my daughter wanted a pinata for her birthday party this year. And so most of the standard places that you would take, they're like, you know, I don't know, YMCA or pump it up, the big inflatable place, whatever. You can't have pinatas there. Mm-mm. And she's wanted a pinata for the last couple of years. We're like, okay, we'll have a pinata. Where can we have a pinata? The answer to that basically is either at our house or at a park. Right. So we went, for, we went for a park, but, that also means that there's like there's not things to like occupy kids. So I'm coming up with ideas of things. Yeah. We're going to play pin the fire on the dragon, by the way. Um, and uh, but at the same time, <laughs> this is time, a dragon themed party. Yeah. It's a dragon themed party. Wow. Yes. Wow. Way to, way to, um, way to force your own likes on your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just did this all on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm crazy party mom. I mean, you were talking about Regina being crazy, Stephen. I don't know if you remember. Oh, no, I was, remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> so, um, so anyhow, I'm like, you know, it's Easter. So I see eggs everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God. Dragon eggs would make such a cool, like, goodie bag container thing. I'm like, you can't, you can't do the little bitty ones. And I went on Amazon. I find these jumbo eggs are like seven inches 
hi. And I'm like, yes, I will do that. That's so awesome. And then I'm like, okay, dragon eggs. I need to put scales on them. And I can do that with foam and super glue, but I'm going to need probably about a hundred scales per <laughs> egg. And I've got 29 kids confirmed <gasps> at this point. <laughs> oh my God. With a few extras. <laughs> Whoa! No, I, was it. I had 10 kids and I was flipping out. Of course, it's in my living room, but still. Whoa. I know. This, I do this to me. Uh, it's just, um, oh. well, it's funny. Isaac, you know, Microsoft being Microsoft, Isaac's can, he has access to a laser cutter, which is he he's going to use to cut out all of the little scales because if I was cutting those by hand, there's just oh, no, yeah. way, no way that that would happen. Yeah. Um, so, so he's doing that tonight. So I will see the finished product of that tonight. Um, and some of my moms offered to like come help out because we do like craft night things every once in a while. And I think some of them are interested in sort of learning how to make the dragon egg type mm -hmm. things. There's not really much to learn. Like I just, right. you know, you just glue it off the top. I just glue yeah. and cut. Listen, um, if you get but, slave labor, yeah, do, do it. it. <laughs> do it. Um, can I ask why the heck does Microsoft have a laser cutter? Like, what Microsoft do they do? They like have all these crazy like uh, machines. It's called like the the Maker's Workshop or something. It's like a special thing that they have that has all of these advanced machines. I forget what some of the other ones are. But the laser cutter is the one that Isaac's going to be using. He had to go through his today. He's going through his in person training to use this thing. He did some like OSHA training um, last week where he had to watch a bunch of videos, but today he's going to the place to learn how to use it. But they've got all kinds of, I mean, they have a 3d printer. They've got, like basically anything that you could think of is in this maker's workshop for employees to use. As long as they've been trained, it's open 24 seven and they can use it. So wow. yeah. Well, good. Cool. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Things. That that will hopefully save you a lot of trouble. Yeah, because he's like, you know, once you have the scales, you're just, it's not going to take long at all. You're just going to paint, stick, paint, stick, and hopefully that will be the case. But yeah, yeah. but I've got you're, moms offering to help. Oh, you know what is insane? Actually, this has nothing to do with me. So we're going to do one of those um, photo cakes, you know, where they print out the edible thing uh -huh. to put on top of it. So we have one of our artist friends, you know, being in video games, we know quite a few artists. Uh, but one of her yeah. artist friends is going to draw an image of Anna riding a dragon with the four characters from Final Fantasy 15 sitting behind her. Oh, my goodness. How awesome is that? That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think there's a Chocobo in there too, but I don't know. I've seen the sketch. Like Anna was all upset, like, like looking at this sketch that Isaac, he's like, it's not going to look like this. We're going to give it to somebody who can actually draw and <laughs> it'll look cool. Like, you know, but she got to dictate like what color the dragon was and right. which the order the, the, the characters sat behind her and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to look pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we're also going to get that made into um, into a poster too to, to put on her wall. So that sounds pretty awesome. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's certainly it's nice cool. to have friends. It is. <laughs> yes. And that was all Isaac's suggestion too. Like usually I'm the one that's coming up with all the crazy party crap, but that was his suggestion. So I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> you do that. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be um it'll be interesting to gauge how much more involved or maybe not as involved these dragon eggs are compared to the all the little um 
garbage cubes I made for Wally. Regina, I don't think I don't think you I were on this. No. Well, it was but, for her, yeah. her third birthday had a uh, Wally theme. So I got little um like favor boxes, you know, little cardboard mm-hmm. favor boxes or whatever. And I found like um it was almost like a pixelated Minecrafty looking pattern that sort of looked like garbage. Um, and I covered all those things in that paper. And then we did a scavenger hunt in the yard where I built the little boot with the plant sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. I built one of those out of clay and put it in one of the boxes. And then the kid that found that box got like a special prize. Um, so that was pretty time intensive. I don't, <laughs> we'll see how these work out. And then hopefully next year we're back to having the party at some place where I don't have to worry about all this. Yeah. So anyhow, is the is the pinata going to be a dragon? Yes. We haven't ordered it yet. Is she going to be okay with people beating up a dragon? Yeah, she's the one that wants a dragon. I have to have her look at the ones on Amazon so we can figure out which one we want to get. She's five. She's turning six. Yeah. Oh my. Okay, so she's five. She will be six. (laughs) Um. I am the one that repeatedly says, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm preparing, I'm troubleshooting problems that maybe haven't happened yet. This (laughs) would be my luck because again, I've done this. I've said this many times. Kids are stupid. So she loves the idea of having a dragon pinata. Is she aware that you're going to beat the crap out of this dragon? Uh, I don't know. We'll ask her. We've also yeah, seen dragon sure. egg pinatas too, which she may be more. Yeah, okay. that might be more. I, I I recommend at yeah. least going over that before the show. Not trying to mansplain your birthday parties. However, I am afraid of <laughs> children and their flippancy, um, especially when they're under ten. Man, yeah. kids are just the worst and the best, but they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that wants to tell me that they're not, tweet at me. Just. Just yeah. at me, bro. It's fine. <laughs> Just at me, yeah. bro. Come at me, bro. Before we reserve the park, like it's a park that we go to all the time, but I like didn't remember really kind of what the picture shelter looked like and everything. So I went to do some scouting because we had to make sure that there was a place where we could actually hang the pinata. Mm-hmm. um there's a crossbar um in the picnic shelter which will work just fine but also too with the eggs it's going to be like an egg hunt so i'm like going around looking at the trees and things where we can stash these eggs um there's not a lot so i'm going to put multiple eggs in one nest that was actually anna's idea we saw easter grass everywhere she's like we could use these to make dragon nests i'm like <laughs> Yes, we could do that. That is an awesome idea. So that uh, also allows me to put a bunch of eggs in one spot so I don't have to have them all all right. over the place because the park will be open to the public the same time right. that the party is going on. So right. I don't want random kids coming up and stealing the dragon eggs. That would just be terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, so, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's almost mine. inevitable, at least in somewhat. But, you know, you probably won't have too many casualties. Yeah, well, I mean, the picnic shelter is sort of in a back corner of the park, and oh, we can right. make sure, yeah, that they're all around that area. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's me. That's going to be me for the next couple of weeks. Her birthday is uh, the 15th, and the party is on the 14th. So, and spring break is the week before that. So, I'm actually going to have to have these eggs done almost before that because she wants to do a bunch of stuff over spring break. Go figure. <laughs> you have so, fun and, with that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, just letting you know, just straight off the bat, I may not be myself uh, <laughs> next time that we record. <laughs> so, Your normal, anyway. cheerful self? Exactly. 
Oh, okay. No, Stephen, I may. It might. It might work out okay because I probably, you know, won't be like ready to just have the comebacks at you. So, um, yeah, that's going to be great. So I'm. So I'm going to have a defenseless <laughs> opponent. Be ready. All right. Okay. Um. So let's get started here. Games. A few uh, announcement type stuff has happened since the last time that we talked. Yes. What I'm most excited about, Shadow of the Tomb Raider will be coming this fall. We're getting the full reveal of it later in April. Uh, everybody assumed that this was in development. I The announcement for it kind of came out of the blue for me, um, but maybe that's because I haven't been paying attention. Nope, came uh, out of the blue. Okay, good. Yeah, so uh, I'm super excited. I love the Tomb Raider games. This one, um, story-wise, I think this is at the, and I forgot to look this up before um, we started recording, but at the end of, uh, spoiler alert, at the end of Rise of the Tomb Raider, she basically says that, like, she accepts that this is her thing. Like, this is her purpose. This is what she's going to do now. She's going to track down relics and all that other kind of stuff. So I'm curious to see how they're going to handle um, the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, because in the reboot and in the and in Rise of the Tomb Raider, the stories were very, very personal, um, and you know, lots of character development, all that kind of stuff. So I, um, I hope that they can still do a good story. I'm just curious to see how they might pull that off because it's definitely going to be. Uh, they're not going to. Well, at least I think they're not going to have so much of her personality and history, family to to draw on. But well, they I had know. two games worth of that. Now I think it's... Yeah totally fine for her to ramp up into being like a merciless cold-hearted killer i mean <laughs> you know i mean that but that's yeah. the thing right like that's tomb raider right yeah yeah it was all supposed I, to be, I, I just know? want the story to still be good like that's the thing like i've always well not the the early early tomb raider games because those were kind of lame sure. but i played the ones that um that crystal dynamics made when they first got the property and those were good games they just lacked in any kind of good story at all um which is why the 2013 reboot was so amazing because it had such a wonderful story so that's i'm just that's yeah. my that's my concern i mean i'm still super excited for the game i'm still gonna play it but that is my concern because stories and games are very important to me yes so, as it um, should be yes i mean me too <laughs> <laughs> i think we can so, all throw down with that one <laughs> i i think that this is gonna be uh pretty rad um, yeah, and uh, they're giving us more details. They gave us a release date. Some it's in September. Sometime. September, um, yeah, uh, which is good. They're getting it out of the way nice and early. Looks like uh, because let's be real, folks. Uh, even Call of Duty Black Ops Four is being released before Red Dead Redemption Two, and they always release in November, and they're releasing in October. Um, September is so perfect. Yeah, right? like I feel like. They, it's almost like I, 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 I'm sure that they planned it. Like I'm sure this wasn't an accident, but it feels like this was just the perfect decision. They put it out in September. It's a game that there's a lot of love for that game and for that franchise, mm-hmm. and coming out beating a lot of other games to the punch. And it is a single player. You know, it's not yeah. a multiplayer thing. So this is one of those where somebody can be like, you know what, I'm gonna play this game, and and then I'm gonna get into the juggernauts of the fall. Um, yeah, because I think this is one of those games that if they tried to put it out alongside or after red dead redemption it would just get buried unnecessarily yeah not because they're similar but just because you know they're action single player action games and yeah. i think Lara croft deserves better than that um mm-hmm. so putting her out in september um is awesome and i can't wait to see it at e3 because i'm sure it's going to be yeah. a big presence there um yeah. and you know uh i'm sure regina's going to play it yes cool so 
Very cool. Yeah, it's always like I always from a PR sp- perspective too. It's smart that they wait um, mm. to do Timing this stuff because yeah, because then you can drop like really heavy punches, like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, all through the summer um, yeah. to, to keep the interest up. You haven't yeah. run out of things to announce. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Very so curious what stage it shows up on, whether it's going to be on mm. Nintendo or not Nintendo's, whether it's going to be on uh, PlayStation or Microsoft. Microsoft. I also think it would be a really interesting coup if they could figure out a way to make it run on the Switch. Um, that would. That would be cool. And yeah, I mean, that's, that is interesting because um, Rise of the Tomb Raider was Xbox exclusive for a year. And that was uh, not good for it. No, it wasn't. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. How, well, we could say that's not good. Maybe it wasn't good for sales, but who knows what Microsoft paid them in order for that. Oh, happen. I mean, so, it wasn't good for it, either way. It wasn't good for the perception of the game. They may have been financially OK. They must have yeah. been financially somewhat OK by nature. of The yeah. fact that they're making a third one. Yeah, they obviously wouldn't have done that if they if it was a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure, you know, but as far as like that game did not get the love that it deserved because of the way that it you know was handled because of the exclusivity also it mm-hmm. doesn't help that they were super cagey about it mm, um, yeah it really hurt public perception so i think it's great i'm super excited super excited yeah, yeah awesome. i have to actually finish the second one <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know you were playing it i mean i i mean it's on xbox game pass so I had oh to see these, right 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 so. right right yeah yeah i forgot about uh, that yeah. <laughs> all right so uh there was a nintendo direct when yeah, was that was. last last friday was that when that was uh was it friday uh um, it was on march 20th what day was that i think that's oh, that was just a few days ago yeah, yeah it was uh, so so i didn't watch it big surprise uh i didn't even because know it was you hate coming. nintendo um <laughs> would, you, would you like to yes steven yes why don't you tell us what was on so there? um there were 16 games announced um of them uh it really was kind of underwhelming uh, i'll just mm-hmm. throw that out there right away i was somewhat underwhelming however there were some i think uh significant announcements the biggest one being luminous remastered which mm-hmm. is a puzzle game of psp fame um this is coming to the switch uh and it's going to be bananas Uh, i think it's going to do super well um and they announced a bunch of other stuff but i think the surprise hit out of that is going to be this game called the messenger how about this if you like shovel knight and you like ninja gaiden Mm -hmm. like the nes ninja gaiden you're going to want to pay attention to this game Okay. If you did not like either of those things, then perhaps don't pay attention to it. But I think the messenger is going to be, you know, it's basically it's a eight bit ninja game with you know some updated game mechanics. But you actually uh, there's a time travel mechanic where you travel back in time, and when you travel back in time, it's actually a sixteen bit game. Um, <laughs> and so each um, each level is built in both eight and 16 bit. And you can move back and forth between them as part of the time travel mechanic, which is super rad looking. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's probably, uh, you know, like the coolest announcement they made, but I mean, they made a bunch of other stuff. And like I said, 16 games. um, If you want a rundown of all the family appropriate games, you can head on over to engagefamilygaming.com and take a look. Hashtag. And you know what? I pulled up, I pulled up your article right before we started recording so I could look quickly so I wasn't completely in the dark about Nintendo. But the one that caught my eye is that they're bringing Captain Toad um, to the well, Switch. That's, that's the I last think, Nintendo Direct. 
Oh, okay. That's the last. There oh, yeah. was another we missed one? that one. There have been two Nintendo Directs since we've had like a full episode where we could talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> the other, this is just an Nindy spotlight as part of the GDC. Oh, okay. okay. Um, the last one, um, they announced Captain Toad coming, but more appropriately, they announced a new Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, which is, uh, how shall we say, hype. Hype. <laughs> I am. Hype. All manner of levels of hype. Uh, and it looks, it's looking like it's going to be a new game and not just a port, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, which means I'm kind of afraid for Sakurai. Like, I'm like the last game almost ruined his marriage. And I think he, he like couldn't use his hand by the end of it. Um, so I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Um, so I'm really kind of, a, he doesn't, he's a super hard worker and doesn't really like to delegate. So he will do like mm-hmm. 10 men's worth of work on his own. And, um, yeah, so hopefully he's still married. I mean, unless he doesn't want to be, at which point, I, you know, you do you. Um, but, um, you know, and I'm hoping that he still has the use of all of his limbs, because that would be weird. Um, and But I would definitely like a new Smash game, and I bet you it'll be at E3, and yes, I will play that. Of course um, you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to wait in a really long line. Um, mm-hmm. but, no, we won't. Because we'll be there during the industry only hours, which yeah. oh, you'll probably still have to wait. <laughs> yeah, but it won't, but <laughs> not as like, long as not as long as Mario Odyssey. Not, not, as, yeah. um, not quite as long, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so the uh, big fan of some of the stuff. It was a kind of a disappointing showcase, largely because the two games that are like big noteworthy uh, indie games that have not come to the switch yet, uh, Kentucky route zero and hollow Knight, uh, were not announced or discussed, but hollow Knight apparently will be announcing a release date sometime by the end of this week. Mm. I don't think either of those games read in your memory at all, Nicole, but they're Kentucky route zero does. All right. Right. Uh, I never had a chance to play it, but um, I heard good things about it. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero is the most Simone de Rochefort game ever made, <laughs> other than Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, well, it's like it is, a it's it's an adventure game, right? It's, it's like a, trippy, a point and click wacky yeah. adventure game. Yeah, yeah. It is. It just it just reminds me of her. It's super <laughs> like I'm not saying like wacky in a bad way, but it's just uh-huh. like kind of random, but polished. You know. Yeah. I remember seeing the art for it. It's just oh, it's, one of those things I never got around to playing, but it always yeah, looked very interesting. Because there's to too me. many. There's a million games to play. There's too many. Yeah. Um, but apparently, Hollow Knight, we're going to get something, and who knows about Kentucky Route Zero. Um, but um, so some people were disappointed. Uh, Luminous and the Messenger is enough for me. Um, my kids want to play this game called Bomb Chicken, which is literally <laughs> okay. a puzzle game about a chicken that lays bombs as though they are eggs. <laughs> Extrapolate gameplay from there, guys. Uh, you don't really have to imagine much. Um, it's it's called Bomb Chicken. So that's it. That's the, that Nintendo Direct. Um, the well, it wasn't so much a Nintendo Direct. It was a Nindy Showcase. Um, oh, okay. And I don't know if they're going to need to do these anymore. Largely because like everything, every indie game comes to the Switch now. Like it just yeah. does. It just right. does. Um. And will forever be. So I don't know how valuable these are to like, because they're not really different. These are just games that are coming to Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, they they can keep doing them all they want. I like the videos. It was only like twelve minutes long. Yeah. All <laughs> they right. They were just I... like rapid fire indie games. Cool. 
Cool. Um, kind of speaking of dumb games, uh, we got, um, I don't know, maybe this is not dumb. Scribble Not Showdown, which we, we talked about it here before, with being totally kind of random coming out of the blue <laughs> Scribble Knots game. Um, so it's got uh, multiple modes. The showdown mode is Mario Party. It is Mario Party. You're going around a board and you're playing little mini games. The only sort of um, uh, thing with that is like, so one of the mini games is like kind of an Angry Birds type thing. You're trying to knock the other player's tower um, over. And so the word thing comes into play is you pick a word and that will be the thing that you are throwing at the other person's tower. Mm. Um, uh-huh. So uh, so my husband just randomly Picked because it was things made like they give you a category and you get a bonus if you pick something in that category. So it was like things made of metal. So Isaac was playing with Anna, like on his team, and he's like, okay, car. <laughs> so he was lobbing these full sized cars <laughs> at my tower. I'm like, this, this is totally unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what I picked, but it was something small. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the regular, I mean, I, uh, Anna really liked it. So, but the the sandbox mode is where it's at because that's kind of like pure scribble knots. Even though it's called sandbox, they have different sort of level types that you go to, um, and there are sort of mini objectives within those that you can you can or can't do. You know, depends on if you want them or not. So we were in this kind of Asian level thing, and Isaac was working with Anna to sort of go through and do these objectives. So, I I started with one. There was a red panda who was hungry. I'm like. Okay, let's give him some food. So I typed in pizza. He didn't want the pizza. I typed in a bunch of stuff like chicken, like basically everything I could think of. This red panda did not want any of it. I'm like, okay, screw it. I'm just going to go try to do this other one. And so there was a geisha who wanted a flower. And I was like, okay, I did rose. I did tulip. I did daisy. I did every kind of flower I could think of. She didn't want those either. I'm like, well, fine. So I, (laughs) I accidentally picked up my slice of pizza and threw it at the geisha totally on accident, but it hit her in the head and she's like, ah, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. So I went around <laughs> throwing pizza. <laughs> like all the characters. And Anna's like, why are you throwing pizza? Uh. I'm like, the better question is why not? You know, like if you give me a game that let me do something stupid like that, then I'm going to do something stupid. Um, but yeah, that made it fun for me. Although not everybody was happy. Uh, well, no one was happy having pizza thrown at them. But some of them would just run away, and the others would get very angry and then start attacking me. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, throwing pizza, throwing pizza at geishas—that's that was uh, that's that's my fun in school. <laughs> Did you ever figure out what to feed the red panda? Yes, it was bamboo. Oh well, it's a panda. I don't think I know. And the geisha wanted a lotus flower. <laughs> Lotus. So, I was gonna say lotus. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, go ahead, Stephen. I, I just, I just find it funny that you saw a panda and your first thought was, "I'm gonna give it pizza." pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first food that came to mind, and you know, this like previous scribble dots was like, you know, the most random thing will actually be helpful to you. Like it, it, because in the in the original ones, you're trying to solve um, puzzles, environmental puzzles by typing in things. And so in that one, you could you could pull in completely random things that would actually turn out to be really helpful. So 
So that's why I wasn't thinking like, oh, this needs to make sense. This panda wants a bamboo. It was like, no, let's see what it does when I try to give it pizza. You know, I mean, <laughs> Spoiler alert for the original Scribble Knots, the Large Hadron Collider does not solve any of your problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> Neither does Cthulhu. Because <laughs> Cthulhu just kills you. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the library, though, is still extensive. Um, like, I, I learned what a kilted sausage was just by typing in K and I, um, which, uh, by the way, looks like a pig in the pigs in the blanket. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a kilted sausage. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Scribble Knots taught me something. So, um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um well, like I said, Anna Anna really loves it. So you know, if you've if you've got kids that like to mess around and that type of stuff, she got to ride a dragon. She was really happy about oh, that's that. Awesome. And yeah, so um, so yeah, so um, stupid kid games. <laughs> um, let's see <laughs> what else is going on. Uh, they announced a new Hearthstone expansion, which is going to be coming sometime in April. They never give us a set date. Um, it's called the, uh, what's it called? The Witchwood? Is it, it the Witchwood? It's called, um, Witchwood. yeah, just it's the Witchwood. The Witchwood, yes. Um, this is also kicking off a new year um, of Hearthstone. This is going to be Year of the Raven. This previous year was the Mammoth. Um, and what was the one before? I don't even remember what it was before that. Oh, um, don't care. <laughs> but um but the, the bigger news here kind of um besides the expansion is the number of cards that are going to be cycling out which is a lot yes. um uh so uh all of the following sets are going to be moving to wild only whispers of the old gods one night in karazan and the mean streets of gadget zan yep all going away that's a lot of that's cards lot. yeah so, so um that's nothing new to those right. of us that have played physical card games. Um, however, man, let me tell you, um, the few days after the format shifts, mm -hmm. if you don't play very well, um, or if you just want to get your rank quick, um, get in there That's in those the first few days, yeah. play a fast aggro deck. Go right to the face. Just do it. Um, because aggro decks always do well in new formats because mm -hmm. control doesn't needs answers and it doesn't need planning. Yeah. So those yeah. of you who are Hearthstone players, um, my recommendation is definitely make like a face hunter deck or something mm -hmm. and just go bananas. <laughs> um, because that's because you're just going to eat up the people that don't know what they're doing or who are maybe new because it's a new expansion. And you just gobble them right up. Um, it's going to be great. I have, like, that's just an art, you know, and, and you know, pick, you know, choose your, choose what you want, right? Right. But definitely yeah. recommend just go all aggro for a couple of days. It's yeah. not going to take long before Steve Lubitz and his people uh, break the format. <laughs> right. But, but, Crack the code. <laughs> well, it won't take long because the sets yeah. are being spoiled. But I have to say, as someone who's been playing, collectible card games for most of my life at this point um i've never seen a set like this um i don't know how to play this game anymore um, <laughs> well the um sorry the two deck new, construction they, is going to be crazy yeah 
Um, so other, some other things um, are uh, some of the cards are being added, uh, added to the Hall of Fame. So Ice Block, the Cold Light Oracle, and Molten Giant. Um, I'm kind of happy to see the Cold Light Oracle go away because um, that was really an, an annoying strategy um, from Rogue. Just, yeah. <laughs> it was really annoying because the you know it the the battle cry is it makes each player draw two cards and the um the rogue has the shadow step which can you know grab a, a, a minion and take it back to your hand and then it reduces its cost by two so like i am playing against people um as a rogue that would just continue to do that and continue to do that and basically it makes you draw so many cards that you run out of cards um mm -hmm. and that's how you die that way so i'm yeah. kind of happy to see that one going away um the molten giant also is going to be added to um hall of fame so but the things with the new expansion they've got two um gameplay kind of i don't know what you call them element things there's echo and rush rush seems to me and i i haven't looked at it that much i just looked at it real quickly steven you can correct me if i'm wrong it seems to be like charge except that you can't attack a hero yeah, which means okay. It's going to be cheaper. Right, um, right. Which is going to um it's going to be cheaper, so it's it it's going to allow for some undercosted cards that are going to be able to interact with the board right away. Um mm. the preview card isn't that bad either. I mean, it's a 4 power for a 2/5 rush with battle cry to gain plus 3 attack this turn. Uh-huh. That's that that's a 5/5 five five that can swing at dudes. Um on the turn it comes into play, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's basically a removal spell, and then maybe you'll have a 2-2 afterwards, which really isn't bad. Um, yeah. So I am a fan of that. Um, uh -huh. So, yeah, Rush is basically charge. It's a nerfed charge, but because it's not as good, um, it's going to be cheaper. So be looking out yeah. for some crazy, like, one-drop Rush cards that are just going to be real good. Yeah. And so the other new um, element is called Echo, mm -hmm. um, which I'm a little more confused about this one. So they're called cards keywords. With it's worth noting, oh. not to. Oh, OK. You, but they're called keywords. All right. Yeah. I'm just, you know, collectible card game newbie. Yeah, um, I'm helping. That's what I'm here <laughs> for. So. Um, uh, cards with Echo, you can um, you can play them, and then it adds like a I guess it's a, like a ghost version um, into yep. your hand that you can just then play again. Um, but they go away uh, after your turn ends. Yep. So um, basically, you can just play it over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, as um, long as you have the mana. Um, right. That's going to be kind of rad. Um, there is they just released uh, literally within the last five minutes a new. Um, there is a new uh, legendary, uh, which is called the Face Collector. It costs three for mm -hmm. a two-two, and its battle cry is add a random legendary minion to your hand. So if you play it at the end of the game, um, you you know you play it what twice, and you get yeah. you know two yeah. two twos, and you draw two, and you get two random legendaries. That could be yeah. that could just change the whole freaking game. So yeah. um, and there's I mean. The the warpath the the two casting cost echo for deal one damage to all minions yeah is pretty okay um echo is gonna be real good for control decks mm. real good um I think druid echo is gonna be bananas yeah and so then the other one is curse of the worgen I guess that's how you say that I don't know um but that's yep. their their health and attack switches back and forth. 
Yep. Um, so I guess, I don't know. Basically it means that the, um, so depending on when you can, it, cause it changes in your hand. Yeah. So right. It's like that, you know, so basically you have the critter in your hand and depending on what turn it is, it has a different power and toughness, mm-hmm. um, which right now we have very pretty simple stuff, but like, I'm sure there's going to be some really aggressive ones. Um, it yeah. really just means that it controls on what turn you can cast the creature mm-hmm. and, um, because you're obviously going to want to cast it in its ideal form. So it right. kind of makes you make good play decisions. I think these are, I don't know if there's, if these are going to be all that great, but I mean, there's probably some really aggressive ones. Mm. The other sub theme is the whole um, odd for, you know, cards that interact with your deck based on whether or not you have all odd or all even cards in your deck, which right. that is, that's the real change. Cause right now you haven't, um, you know, they have had cards that are like, if you don't have any one casting cost, or right. you don't have any two, right, right, yeah. um, and that's different. You just avoid, this is going to fundamentally change which cards get played or not. Like, mm, yeah. like oh, I can't, you know, so it's going to add value to cards that maybe haven't ever seen play. So this is going to be crazy. Yeah, cool. So like I said, that's coming in April. That's also when, uh, when all the other cards are going to, um, mm-hmm rotate out so if you've got some that you love play them now because they're gonna go away yep. <laughs> um if, if i may add another recommendation pre-order yeah. if, you've, if you've never pre-ordered oh, yeah. now is a good time to pre-order because pre-ordering not only because i'm even doing it and i have never pre-ordered an expansion it's 50 bucks which is a lot but you get 50 packs which is normal yeah. plus an additional yeah. 20 yeah um and those 20 packs, I mean, this is going to make a big deal because it pretty much means you're going to be all set with this set. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah. Between 70 packs yeah. um, and enough dust to craft what you need. They're doing that because they anticipate a lot of people are going to drop out of standard um, because, you know, they're losing three sets. So, yeah, um, take advantage, guys, because this probably isn't going to happen very often. So, yeah, I'm going to spend a, probably a good... I don't know how long it's going to take going through and disenchanting all the cards from those sets. Oh, it's so. going to take so long. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, I, I got to do it. I, I guess I don't have to do it. But, you know, like, I want to keep playing standard, and, like, that's the best way to just be able yeah, to... Yeah, to be able to get cards know, to play. You, yeah, to get cards. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. But I'm saving up my gold. I'm saving up my dust. So, um, so we'll see. I don't, I don't know if I'll pre-order or not. I don't know. We did once. Um, Isaac and I both pre-ordered. Well, Isaac doesn't play anymore. But we did once, and he got really upset because he had 73, 73, 75 packs, something like that, and he didn't get one legendary out of any of those. Well, yeah, I remember that now. I know they fixed, yeah. I know they fixed that now. I'm sure that doesn't help him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, um, but we'll see. Like I said, uh, sometime in April, Hopefully after my daughter's birthday, it will make things a lot easier for me. Um, so um, I think that's all game stuff. Are there board game stuff that I don't know about? Well, we Steven? already talked about. Um, we, um, You know what? There is one I do want to talk about. But okay. we already talked about Fireball Island. Um, yeah. This is just a um, an FYI. And you guys can roll your eyes at this, but I'm super hype. Um, <laughs> Renegade Game Studios uh, has announced the deal with Saban to make a series of Power Rangers board games. And I could not be more excited. <laughs> Power Ranger board games. Well, that's all. 
They don't <laughs> even say what they are, when they're coming, any of that. Doesn't matter. They're just Power they're Rangers board games. So. Game with Power Rangers, and let's be real, guys. Um, I want to play with Power Rangers. Oh, <laughs> we finally beat Voldemort. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> For real, because we had played him wrong the first time that we beat him. We played him wrong uh, the last book of or the last game of battle for hogwarts so now we're playing the um monsters expansion Mm. and i got to play luna which is awesome but ow the monsters expansion is really hard so just put that out there (laughs) it's really hard did you play it after book seven yeah all right aren't you supposed to i don't know yeah, the expansion is a, it's an know. actual extension of the game. So you start with what you have from game seven, and then you add box one into game seven. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. So it's hard. It's fun. It's hard. <laughs> All right, then. Movies and TV. I am really lame in that I still haven't <laughs> seen Black Panther. But both Steven and Regina have. So, um... Go see it. So I know, I know. Everybody tells you me really how good it is. It. You yeah. really gotta see it. It's yeah, good. really should see it in the theater too, because it's one of those okay. where like it's just pretty enough that it should be seen on the big screen. There's okay. a few scenes that are absolutely mm-hmm. worth seeing on the big screen in 3D if you can do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can you do 3D? Me? Yeah, I can do 3D, but typically Dolby Cinema is more impressive than 3D because it's a super high res, mm-hmm. super HDR, super mm-hmm. sound. That's yeah, what we that's, usually do. Do yeah. that then. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So, um, Regina, are we spoiling this thing? Um, I think we're safe to spoil it now. I mean, it's been out a few weeks. So, for those of you listening, yeah. If you don't want to be spoiled for Black Panther, otherwise, then fast forward a few minutes. Um, yeah, we'll make me. sure we will constantly say Black Panther so that. <laughs> so, um, Regina, what did you Not think of it? Um, I absolutely loved pretty much every minute of it. And I'm pretty not like that (laughs) (laughs) when movies, I usually can pick apart something. Um, but I thought it, the pacing was good. The acting was outstanding. Um, costumes and the scenery and the special effects and everything was just, it was just beautiful. And there were, so many amazing female characters um, that worked together as like a team and a group that like, uh, I don't know, it was just, (laughs) it was everything I want like powerful female heroes to be, um, but not just a single, you know, because that's the thing about Wonder Woman. Like I love Wonder Woman, but it was just Mm -hmm. like one, you know, just Wonder Woman singular, yeah. Um, you know, surrounded with a a group of, um, you know, men supporting her, which is also awesome. But, you know, Wakanda and, you know, Shuri, Shuri, the the engineer princess. Oh, God, I have the biggest girl crush on her. (laughs) She is smart and she's sassy and she's sarcastic and she's just fantastic and she's everything that I want my daughter growing up thinking girls are <laughs> cool and and she's probably going to be the new Iron Man so um, I would be down with that <laughs> well, yeah, I think because I think uh, I think uh, our boy uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be doing many Iron Man movies because well, I think he's going to die in Infinity War so yeah. um, so um, that's a theory I've read too yeah I think Iron Man, Captain America, and the Vision are going to die in Infinity War. Really? Um, you think Vision's going to die? Oh, yeah. He's he's definitely definitely I thought Captain America. 
<laughs> I am definitely going to watch my favorite superhero get murdered on screen <laughs> hard. But anyway, back to Black Panther. The <laughs> only thing I didn't like about it was uh, Forrest Whitaker's African accent. Um, uh, <laughs> it was not that great. It was kind of, yeah, that was kind of. But, a, but whatever, I'm over it. Um, every, yeah. um, how about this? Uh, I did not know Michael B. Jordan could uh, be a bad guy. Oh, God, um, he's so good. <laughs> but he was an amazing uh, Um Yeah. And I didn't, and like I was halfway through, I was like, "Oh, y'all are going there." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, y'all are going there. We're doing this thing. Um, he, uh, I just, I always thought of him as like this wholesome, like good guy, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. that he could be a very, very, very bad man. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought he was an amazing villain. I'm, I. I agree with you a hundred percent on the strong female characters. Like this was what was great about it is like the fact that they were women was irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole society is just like, yeah, these are like, yeah. Yeah, like, we got these lady warriors with some spears that are just like gonna just murder some dudes. Um, yeah. The fight choreography, especially uh, in the last fight, um, yes. it did not feel like any fight we have ever had. Because it was expansive, yeah, and they were African tribes fighting Mm -hmm. more or less, and so um, it didn't feel like anything we'd ever seen. Yeah, it was uh, it was particularly impressive. Also, one of the themes that I thought was really important we talked about it. We did a we did an episode on the podcast about it, Um, and one of the themes that was really important in the movie was the theme of family and family supporting Mm -hmm. each other and looking at how having a broken or fractured family can damage the kids and can, you know, damage futures. And I thought that that was really important and not subtle and subtle. It wasn't like beat over the head with like, you know, this is the thing necessarily. It was just really part of the story. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was really well done. And a a theme that I thought was not really something we see in Marvel films very often because Marvel's are almost Marvel's almost always about like a group of, you know, like the Avengers, yeah become like a family but are not family and most all the superheroes like iron man you know robert downey jr's family is not you know not alive and that whole like trope of like the superhero superman like they all have to like not have their parents with them in order to be able to be who they are and so it was really awesome to kind of see fatherhood and parenthood and all that be so central to the character's development yeah, I mean, I thought yeah. that was what was what was particular. One of the things uh, that I saw, you know, to kind of piggyback on some of that is a lot of the other, um, uh, uh, you know, like Iron Man specifically, like he has to, um, you know, like he his his dad, you know, Tony Tony Stark's dad, like set him up, but was mm-hmm. problematic, like in in a weird way, because like he was an arms dealer, but he mm-hmm. was also like part of everything like he was part of what was the avengers originally right like right. Not, but uh but he was essentially a good guy and right. didn't and didn't really cause any problems but mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that black panther's father is a big part of why you know and like not only just his father but like his line you know the line before him was right. such a huge part of the problem um and so he didn't have to like embrace that he mm-hmm. had to reject it and right. he rejects it so wholly it. by the end yeah. that yeah. it's going to fundamentally change the entire entire Marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. um which 
is important because Thanos is coming. So we, we need, uh, we, need that. we needed, we need vibranium, <laughs> but like I, um, this is what I want now. I want black Panther two and three to come out like next month. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I want an that. entire movie about Michonne's general lady. I just oh, want God, all, yes. I just want her just a whole yeah. movie about her. Um, I want, um, the, I want, the sister uh what's her name we, shuri i want shuri. her to be the new iron man which i think yeah. is gonna happen um and uh i want um chadwick boseman to be the next 007 i funnily <laughs> enough about that um it would just be black panther in a tux right black <laughs> panther basically um you know he basically james bond yeah. i leaned over a, to cancer. chris and i'm like oh my god shuri is cute like <laughs> No, she is absolutely cute. Like he comes down and he's like, "I'm going on a mission." She's like, "Here, have all these things." Right. And I'm like, "She literally just cued." Right. Um. Yep. And it was, but it was amazing. And it was not. It was they clearly knew when they were writing that scene. Oh, this is cute. Yeah. Right. Like they knew. There's no way that they didn't. They're pop no. culture writers, but like, yeah. it was so natural mm-hmm. and it made so much sense mm-hmm. for her. Because I think that was, you know, like Q was like a natural plot device to explain right. stuff. But like, right. this was her character. She just likes making crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that the, was the whole thing about her was like, she was so passionate about just the science behind it and how she learned to manipulate the things that yeah. she was doing. Just, just but, because it works doesn't mean because, it can't be improved. Exactly. Like, like ugh, I want, you got to so put good. that. Put that in your yeah. yearbook quote. But then she's, that that. she's like, and uh, she made him shoes that were silent walking. And she's like, I call them sneakers <laughs> <laughs> oh god it was so funny i want him to hit yeah. her but i mean i know you can't but it would have <laughs> i mean you should have just shoved her over just like yeah. um the the it was absolutely worth it everybody needs mm-hmm. to see it um go again it absolutely leaves leads very neatly into mm-hmm. avengers infinity war otherwise known as black panther 2 yes um this movie's this is a landmark this is yeah. shame, you know like i think really you know just like i thought wonder woman like there are movies before mm-hmm. wonder woman and there are movies after yeah. i think there are movies before black panther and there are movies after um and so this is going to be a thing i went on a sunday morning at nine and that movie theater was crowded wow um i mean it was this is this is a thing you want to see it in the theaters because okay. I think everybody, especially all us nerds are going to want to say we saw it in the theaters and we were a part of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it's, it's pretty special. Um, okay. And yeah. So if you are listening to this and you're like, well, you know, maybe I'm kind of done with superhero movies or whatever, or maybe I never got into them. Um, I don't care. Go see black Panther. <laughs> I literally don't care. Um, yeah. This is, if you don't like superhero movies, that's fine. This is, a perfectly acceptable um, furry version of James Bond and just pretend that it's that um, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you don't see like other superheroes. Like this is not like, if you're like, man, I'm tired of Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Fine. Right. Fine. You don't see them. Mm. Um, cool. So yeah. It was All good. right. So you brought up wonder woman. So um, that just jogs my memory that we didn't have on our list of things to talk about. So um, Cheetah has been announced as the villain for Wonder Woman 2. It's oh, yeah. Played by Kristen Wiig, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Cheetah is uh, a very one of the first Wonder Woman villains. Um, it, it's cool because there's another female villain. Well, Dr. Poison was too. Um, so I, I, it'll be curious to see which story they go with for her, because just like Wonder Woman herself, Cheetah has had a m- number 
of um, backstories. So it'll be interesting to see, like maybe they'll do like what they did with Wonder Woman and just do a, like an amalgamation of um, a whole bunch of different ones. So, um, so we still don't have a release date for Wonder Woman two, but they announced that. Um, back to is, Marvel. Is oh, Cheetah sorry, weird? Is like, Cheetah, Cheetah weird? Is she kind of crazy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> Kristen Wiig plays a good crazy person. Like, okay, so you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, yes. Th- there are certain actors and actresses that, like, I don't know that I would want like Kate McKinnon to play the straight man in a particular. Like, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, she would not be cast as Vision. Okay. Right? But like, she would make a cool, you know, like a gender swap, like Riddler, right? Because she's just yeah. kind of bananas. So, like, Kristen Wiig. Like I don't see her as like the femme fatale kind of yeah. super. No, villain. no, Cheetah's. No. Yeah. So Cheetah's like we because I DC is my huge blind spot. So uh-huh. um, so I don't know anything about any of those guys, let alone Wonder Woman. I don't know any of them. So yeah. Um. So if Cheetah's wacky, then great. Yeah. Then Chris yeah, is gonna be perfect. Yeah, it should should be cool. Um, but back to Marvel. So Steven's been giving me a hard time for a long time. <laughs> About watching Ant Man. Ant Man. So I did. Freaking time, and wasn't it good? (laughs) It was good. It was good. I I enjoyed it. Um, Mostly because Paul Rudd was not like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, honestly, anybody could have done that role. That's how kind of straight and vanilla his character was. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Backhanded compliments out of left field. Um, I disagree, but go on. Uh, no, I'm just, it just, I felt like, um, okay, maybe not anybody, but there are a number of people that could have played that role because it was, it was so kind of, it wasn't really like funny, goofy humor. It was very much more straight than I expected it to be, which I think is why I liked it so much. He had um, a fight with Yellow Jacket on a train table and got hit by Thomas. Yes, <laughs> I know. I mean, spoilers for Ant Man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Actually, the funny part uh, for me, I mean, there were kind of laugh out loud quite a few of those moments. Um, but when they're fighting like inside the briefcase and they accidentally um, knock into the phone and tell Siri, like, says something about disintegration, and she's like, playing disintegration by the cure. I was like, yeah. I'm like, but wait a second. That guy isn't cool enough to listen to the cure. Like, seriously. But yeah, that was one of the laugh out loud things. I was like, all right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And the giant, how Thomas, um, the tank. It just like hits him and just kind of gently falls over. Um, That movie. So the, the highlight of that movie, truthfully, is the dude that tells the stories. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I mean, that was yeah. the real like. I want a recap of the entire MCU as told by that guy right. before Infinity War. Like, I yeah. they need to do that. They're not going to. Yeah, man, would it be so perfect? Yeah, um, that that whole trio, that whole crew there, like they were hilarious. They were the the most of the comic relief, like much more so than anything that Paul Rudd did. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, you know, it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> All right, he's yeah. Not, he's not laugh out loud funny. That's the thing. I like him All because right. he's because he's self because of the self-deprecating humor where he's just like, eh, you know. I think <laughs> it'll get better in Ant-Man and the Wasp this summer. I'm yeah. super hyped for that. Yeah. 
Um, and I thought that like that was really cool that he could control ants. And she was like, you know, she's like, oh right, so those ants are the ones that can like step on top of each other and you know do it. Yeah, she was getting very into it because well, you know, she loves bugs. So um, yeah, right. So so yeah, that's why I was like, you gotta watch Ant Man because there's <laughs> bugs in it. <laughs> but you know what that means, Stephen. So I have what? I have watched Ant Man. So it's time for you to get started on Game of Thrones. I got till like it's 2025. Time. I mean, no. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta get started. <laughs> you got lots of episodes to watch. <laughs> yes. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The agreement is that I would watch the like the ninth and tenth episodes of season four and then last season is it season six that they were waiting on? It's like the whole last season and the two episodes before the end of that, right? Yeah. Isn't that what well, I watched? You already watched the last two episodes of six. I already made you do that. Yeah. Just um, made but, an episode yeah. About it. but there are, all right. I will send you a list, Stephen, because there are some, like you like the big battle stuff, right? I mean, I guess, yes, you you, guess. if you can send me an episode list that is, that has the big battles that is, in it. That, that, yeah. fits, that fits my definition. I'll, I will go through your discography. Okay. <laughs> discography <laughs> whatever it is you, want. you can know. also I'll like um uh, <laughs> plug plug i ranked all the battles uh throughout the entire uh, entirety yeah. of game from the geek go read it on the geek embassy. Yes. Com. go read it <laughs> um you could just refer to that as well steven um <laughs> let's see uh so what else is going on here um uh, deadpool steven you so, put this on so notes literally today uh, oh okay deadpool- yeah, the pet Deadpool drop. Um, it it just basically shows that they have X Force, um, which is kind of neat. I mean, it's Deadpool. If you like Deadpool one, this is Deadpool, but more of it. Um, <laughs> and Terry Crews is in it, so yeah. Um, I so I mean, if you like Deadpool one, Deadpool two is a thing. How about okay? So everybody's homework for next episode is we are going to go watch the trailer for Tag. Okay, now here's what Tag is. Tag is a comedy about a group of guys. This is based on a real story who kept the same game of tag going for 30 years. Wow. <laughs> to the point where There's like it was tag. disrupting each other's weddings. Wow. It was, it was a very it sounds like a subplot on how I met your mother. Yes, <laughs> that's no no no. Truth be told, that's what it struck me like at some of this. And so um this movie looked and it's got like uh Jeremy Renner in it. And <laughs> like, you know, like this is going to be, I think this might be kind of funny in a kind of dorky way. Um, so everybody's got to watch that trailer. Okay. And we can convene about it on Twitter or on Facebook somewhere. Okay. Um, but I, you definitely got to watch ta- the tag trailer. It is yeah. funny in a kind of, it, it's an, it's, they kept this game going, but they made it endearing. Cause you know, this is like how these four friends stay in touch and, you know, yeah, pl- and interact with each other, and everybody's got to have a hobby. And apparently, they didn't choose fantasy football; they chose playing tag for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is a movie. Um, before we get into books, let's do a movie book crossover. Uh, Ready Player One is coming out next yeah. week. I'm super excited about it. Have you guys, Regina? I'm assuming you've read yes the book. Stephen, yeah, have you read it? I did. You did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I ask you if you've read something and you're like, nope. <laughs> this time I actually did in fact read Ready Player One. It was good. Cool. Um, cool. I'm nervous about the movie, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steven Spielberg has getting very hit and miss mm-hmm. lately. Um, 
but apparently he didn't want any of his movies to be put in it. Um, but they did anyhow, like yeah. the, in post, they did something anyhow. I'm really, the thing that, that will be, um, I think that'll make or break it is really what it looks, what they, what the inside of the Oasis looks like. Yeah. Um, so, cause that's going to be like a whole, it's CG. It's going to have yeah. to be a whole CG uh-huh. part of the movie. So, yeah. um, it is all CG. yeah. So, uh, are basically a cartoon. Yes. Well, they have to be. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, I gotta ask Isaac if he wants to go see it and if not, I'll just go with, um, Jody or somebody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, because we're going to do Regina, we're going to do a geek embassy watches, right? Yeah. Ready player one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell Isaac I committed to that. So that's why I got it. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Chris got got a look at the, at the geek embassy watches list. And he was like, (laughs) are are you kidding? (laughs) How many movies are on there? I guess it's like Herculean effort to get to the movies, but (laughs) right. Yes. Yeah. I know some of them I might have to do just on my own. You just go watch, but yeah. 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 All right. So that's coming out next Friday, March 29th. So Everybody that's listening should go watch Queer Eye. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right, yes. Netflix. Netflix original. It's going to take you a couple of days unless you binge watch like a real crazy person. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Well, you know. also on Netflix is one of my favorite shows. The third season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is on. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I'm going to go on record in a recording saying it is the most feminist show on TV. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That catches me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I, you'd expect, but it is definitely the most feminist show on TV. I should um Isaac was watching this one um show and I don't remember the name of it now, but it seemed really, really goofy. Um crap. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, the, oh, the, Santa, the one where she's Santa a Clara zombie. Diet. Santa Clarita. Yeah, diet. right. Santa yes. She's a, I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that one. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I mean, he wasn't saying that it was great. He's like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of weird and yeah. sort of funny because it's so weird. <laughs> yep. so, but yep. I'm like, the premise is, you know, if, if you haven't heard about it as a Drew Barrymore is a zombie, um, but she lives secret. She's a secret zombie. So she's got a family and everything and they got to figure yeah. out how to keep her, um, <laughs> keep alive. her nourished yes. <laughs> the appropriate way yeah. uh, without letting anybody else know about it. So mm-hmm. um, it's pretty, I, I'd never heard of a premise like that before. I thought that sounded pretty original. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but um but yeah, I, I said haven't it was seen it either. But I've heard good things about it. I've heard yeah. a lot of people talking about it. So, yeah, yeah. books and comics. I'm still reading the Southern Reach trilogy. I'm on the last book now, which is called Acceptance. Um, and if you don't know, the Southern Reach trilogy is the one that starts with Annihilation, which is the book that the Natalie Portman movie was based upon. Uh, it's really, really oh, good. Really? Yeah. I Didn't totally we have this discussion the last time we talked? I thought we did. Connect. We probably did. <laughs> And I bet you I had that same reaction. Really? You did. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm the third book of that trilogy now. It's really, it's really neat. It's getting really kind of out there. Is this like, a retread? Have you read this before? Or? No, this is the first time I ever read it. Um, it was a book club suggestion in our book club because the movie was, was coming out. So this, 
the only reason I would have picked it up. I didn't know about it otherwise. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's really good. All of the books are very short. So that's something to keep in mind. Lots of times you get these sci-fi uh, or dystopian um, trilogies. The books yeah. are all like 500 pages long. That long books, these, yeah. these are not, there's like 200, 250 pages per book. They're really short. Um, so yes, yeah, so I highly recommend it. I'll probably be finishing the third and final one probably in the next couple What's days. the trilogy called again? Uh, Southern Reach trilogy. Southern Reach. Okay. There's um, Annihilation... Uh, authority and acceptance are the titles of the individual books. So. I just got, I just checked out the, uh, who wrote um, the Martian? Uh, I don't remember the name of the author, but that is a fantastic book. Yes. <laughs> which I haven't read, um, but I just checked out um, his next book. Oh, okay. Cause I was on a wait list. I was number 73 when I put in and so- <laughs> just came through for me um uh, yeah so it just i just got it artemis andy weir okay Um, so that's going to be my next one i'm currently reading the almost sisters by jocelyn jackson Mm -hmm. um, which is a novel um and i'm only like two chapters into it it's pretty fun like it starts out with um the opening chapter is about her going to comic-con she's a comic book artist and she goes to comic-con and she um (laughs) hooks up randomly with Batman and, <laughs> and gets pregnant. And so a friend of mine started reading it and she texted me at like 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, you have got to go read this. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That, yes. uh, that jogs my memory. I don't know if I, I don't think I said this uh, when I was talking about Emerald city the last time that, um, that we recorded, but at one point, um, Anna was looking at something at some table and this guy dresses Batman, like tall Batman, like came up behind her and he's like, Hey, I love your hair. And she was like freaked out. (laughs) The look on her face was just like, Oh my God. And I was laughing. I'm like, look, it's Batman. (laughs) It was so hilarious though. I mean, I don't know how he had expected not to freak out a five-year-old. Right. When he's tall right. and dressed like tall. Batman and talking yeah. like Batman. I was yeah. just like, wow. Yep. Yeah, funny. that was funny. That's right. funny. Yeah. So so Steven's reading a book this time. Steven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a subtle dig. Yeah, I'm reading a book called Moral Combat. Uh, the full title is Moral Combat, Why the War on Violent Video Games is Wrong. I've been slowly picking away at it. Um, go figure. It's kind of uh, relevant. Um <laughs> And it's uh, pretty good. Uh, it's written by a uh, Patrick Markey and Christopher Ferguson. Uh, they are uh, doctors who uh, have done a lot of research on, you know, in the social sciences area, specifically focused on uh, video games and their effects on people. Um, the general uh, message is that um, video games don't make people murderers. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, <laughs> and this is just a moral panic. Yeah. Um, which is basically what's happening. Um, yeah. I, uh, so, um, which is unfortunate. And as someone who speaks to parents on the regular, I look forward to uh, being forced to talk about violence um, for the next six to seven months until they figure out something right. else to blame for all of yeah. society's ills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, it's a good, I mean, it really does piece by piece tear down and explain away some of the, um, you know, anecdotes and things like that that 
are kind of and the myths that are built around why people think that violent video games could cause um violent behavior and they really just kind of approach them one by one and they attack some of the arguments and they you know they do a very thorough job it's pretty uh bananas actually um i've been using bananas a lot recently and i don't know if you've noticed um it's so (laughs) it's a very well written book um i will very likely uh, i'm I'm actually going to start doing uh book reviews um, for gaming related books on engaged family gaming. Uh, cause there are a lot of parents who have actually come to me asking for reading material. Mm. Never thought when I started this project, I never thought that was going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm going to be reviewing some books, um, or at the very least providing a number of lists. Um, spoilers. If you haven't yet go read reality is broken. Go read it right now. Everything about that book is perfect, but moral combat is pretty cool. I also love the title. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It's got a little, you know, got a little, <laughs> a snap little words. Um, <laughs> it's also bright green, uh, which makes it easy to find in the middle of the night when you find something to read. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and it's like twelve bucks on Amazon. I mean, for real. If you're ser- if you're curious about this stuff, um, buy it. Or if you have like a crazy aunt that gets mad because you let your kids play Street Fighter, like just buy it and give it to her. Buy it on Amazon and ship it to her house and don't tell her it was you. I don't know. <laughs> um. But, you know, it's a really, it is a really interesting read. Um, I'm trying to read more, guys. It's just so hard. There's just so much to do. And you guys are better readers than me by nature of the fact that Regina is a doctor. So she had to read like a million things. And you are a professional, like, writer person. Writer person. person. (laughs) Like, written novels and stuff that I have not. Um, Uh, I'm a no-talent phone jockey, and I review uh, video games. So, like, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, listen for me. My reading happens um, before I go to bed, like the last mm -hmm. half hour before I go to bed. That's when I read. It makes me sleepy. It doesn't matter what I'm reading or how exciting it is. Reading makes me a little sleepy. So that's my nighttime ritual. Yeah, me too. I I write until I'm about to pass out most nights. But um, we do have – this is – this is not a normal process, but there is breaking the hell news right now. Okay. Can we, can we have a breaking news thing? Yeah. Um, uh, Magic the Gathering just announced a new freaking format. Okay. Like a new play format. Everybody just, mm-hmm. it's called Brawl. It's like Commander, which is a thing. I know I'm saying yeah. Greek language. It's like I Commander. Know, I know what Commander is. Oh, you know Commander. Oh, whoa. All right. So it's like Commander. <laughs> Only it's standard only. So it's like building a commander deck only right. with the current only with the current cards. That is uh it is not every day that they announce a new format. In fact, they haven't announced a new format since Commander was made a format many, many years ago. So yeah. um this is kind of exciting. I'm getting super nerded well, out right now. There's so. two writers on the Geek Embassy, both Max and Dante, who are like that's how they know each other is from playing magic together. All right. Oh, so you so. so you know like because you listen to them dork out a little bit. Yeah, I've never played Commander. I have played Magic. Um, I don't. I didn't like stick with it. I have. I had a friend who had a bunch of decks who taught me, you know, yeah. how to play. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know Commander through them, and they're they're big fans of Commander. So yeah, I'm so sure that my gonna, Slack is probably going to blow up with so. comments about it shortly. Yeah, your, Slack your, your Slack is definitely going to blow up with them yeah. talking about Brawl. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that just happened. Like it just went live uh, talking about it, and it's pretty cool. It's yep. pretty cool, um, cool for those who care. If you don't care, then I just spoke Greek at you for a few minutes. That's all right. <laughs> um, I got really excited, Nicole. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. 
Oh, I mean, hey, you know, it's 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 totally out of character for you to get really excited. I mean, that never, I am that never happens. Hype. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. Well, then I think that that's going to wrap it up for us. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any feedback at all, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That's geeking, G-E-E-K-I-N-G, moms. Uh, that's also our handle on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook. Um, just search for Geeking with the Moms and you'll find us there. Um, as I said, I write for the Geek Embassy uh, about Game of Thrones. I've written about Wonder Woman once, <laughs> but mostly I write about Game of Thrones. I write every other week about something and I'm very, uh, I've got lots of things to say, but I'm very open to suggestions for what people want to cool. want to hear because I can just geek out with things that are no one cares about. So, <laughs> so if there are things you I want I don't know me, anything about that, guys. I don't know anything, <laughs> don't know anything about it. If the, there are things that you would it. like me to to write about, I would love to have more excuses to watch Game of Thrones over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, but you can tweet at me um, at Nicole Tanner, or you can post comments on my stories on the Geek Embassy. Um, Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I know about my stuff, but <laughs> what else is going on? <laughs> Gina. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have, well, we're going to have, um, I think the next watches episode will be Ready Player One. Uh, we're waiting in anticipation for um, Westworld to return for season two, season two of The Handmaid's Tale as well. Um, I'm going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to start in the next couple months. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I've got some brainstorming and some work I have to do with uh, Isabella this weekend about that. So um, but I'll have more concrete details about when things are going to kind of change over. It's been two years. So about, this is my thing. Like every two years, I change the format of everything. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming, who is apparently doing book reviews now but what else is going on steven yeah that's a weird little side project i'm going to do because people ask for it so yeah, how about this go. so I, I am guessing that many people that listen to this podcast do not reside in the state of connecticut however if you do it is an interesting announcement that i have i on march 31st from three to four will be speaking at the meriden public library i will be giving parents a crash course on video games so my three topics i'm going to talk about why kids like video games so much and uh, you know, why that's a good thing. I'm going to talk about how to tell whether or not a game is appropriate for your children, AKA we're going to talk a lot about the ESRB and some other things. Um, I'm going to, and uh, the last thing is I'm going to give you, uh, give parents some great alternatives if you're tired of saying no and you want to find something to say yes to. So be prepared for me to talk a lot about Overwatch, Fortnite, and Splatoon to all of you people that want your kid to be able to play shooters with their friends, but you'd rather they not storm Normandy. <laughs> um, the good news is that will also be recorded and will appear in podcast form and will also be a video on my YouTube channel. Cool. And there will probably nice. be pictures on my Instagram because I'm a content creator and hashtag content. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.